I'd like to think my best work is still ahead of me in the future. I try not to critique my own work too much. I will just move on to the next issue. That's how you get to number 319. Todd McFarlane, June 2021. And welcome to the Malbolge. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I'm your co-host, John Fisher. And I'm your co-host, David Williams. And Johnny, I saw something that made me so upset I can't stop thinking about it. Um, so I am now going to burden you with the glorious knowledge of this, uh, let's just call it some fuckery. Um, was it the creator? Because, boy, that wasn't very good. Oh, no. I just, <laughs> sad. <laughs> sad. We need, we need a good sci-fi epic. Uh, no. It, was, it wasn't terrible. Anyway, no, what was it, David? <laughs> so, so, uh, so, preface is spooky season. Woo! Um, and Ooh. The, I saw that somebody said that the song Monster Mash isn't one of those songs where they tell you what the, the dance is in the song. That within the text of the Monster Mash, they tell you that they did the Monster Mash. The song is about the song that teaches you to do the Monster Mash. So A, we don't know the original song that the Monster Mash was danced to. And B, we don't know how to dance the Monster Mash. We just basically have the second degree commentary song about people dancing the Monster Mash to the Monster Mash. Yeah. Oh my god, all we know is that it was a graveyard smash. That's that's all we know. We don't know what they danced to or how they danced. Wow. It's the greatest thought about that. The greatest mystery of our time, Johnny. It's tr- it's true, one of them. <laughs> one of- uh I never I know I it has been spooky season. I've been watching a lot of good uh scary movies and Oh, nice, nice, nice. Participating in comic sharing. I guess that's a big thing in October. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people do art prompts for October. Um, I guess yes. I guess most at every time of the year you could find a list of art prompts, but very specifically during spooky season, everybody's like, "I want to draw some disgusting shit," and so they draw some disgusting. Right. Shit. Or or like yeah. Mike Norton has a long running project where um, he does as people say, or as as he himself says. Uh, he watches movies for fun that you wouldn't watch on a dare. <laughs> and so he does 30, 31 days of Schlocktober. Um, and each day it's, uh, it's one just terrible, god-awful, low-budget horror film. Uh, he watches it and then he draws his favorite scene from that horror film and posts it every day. Oh, that's great. It's great. That's fun. Yeah, it's real yeah, fun. I, what, did I, what did I watch? I watched... I watched Texas Chainsaw the Next Generation, which Ooh, is nice. wild. This is the second time I've seen it. I was just curious to revisit it. That's the one that takes um, place in space, yeah? No, unfortunately not. It's it got, might as well. It's got it, Patrick it has Stewart. Matthew McConaughey and, and Renee Zellweger in it. Really? 
Yeah. Interesting. It's weird. It's it's really weird. It's worth a check out. It's on um Peacock if you have it. Oh I got it. Nice. Man. It's on there. Um and then I watched the twenty eighteen. I believe it was twenty eighteen. Maybe it was twenty sixteen. I watched the Halloween. I think it was twenty sixteen. The 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 newest one. The first of the newest trilogy. Um this is just called Halloween. I think, I think it was it was either 2018 or 2019. I think it was 2018. No, it was 2016, I think. Tw- the, the, it was 2018, so the, it was right before the pandemic. Right. Yeah, the David Gordon Green ones, because I remember yeah. my manager at the time was real excited that the second one was going to come out post-pandemic. Um, and, then, and then there's also, it came out just so post-pandemic that... Like it was filmed before the pandemic, and then after the pandemic, it's just like, why are there so many people everywhere in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. for Halloween Kills? Oh boy, that's right. I loved Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills is great, but seriously, there are so many fucking people in them. <laughs> it's yeah. like that that hospital. I mean, I guess I've been in hospitals, and they're often quite crowded. But good lord. But people got stabbed that night, David. Michael Myers stabs a shitload of people in Halloween 2018. <laughs> so, so speaking of, speaking of Michael Myers, Johnny, have you seen the video of the the little kid who's dressed up as Michael Myers playing on a whole bunch of hay bales, <laughs> and then he he like falls down to the ground, and people start laughing, and then he does the Michael Myers very stiff board sit up. <laughs> Oh no, I haven't. That's hilarious. It's it's great. It's great. This little kid, uh, he, as they say, understood the assignment. Nice. That's cute. Yeah, no, I watched that. I watched a 1979 horror film called Tourist Trap. It's really good and creepy. Nice. Nice. Um, if you ever, that's also on Peacock. I've watched, Peacock has a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, quietly one of the most powerful streaming platforms. Especially um, for the price. It's still like six bucks, right? Yeah, it's it's hella cheap. For five ninety nine, I think. Yeah. And unfortunately, Shutter is like the cheapest. Unfortunately, the only reason people want to go to Peacock is just for The Office. And you know what? I've tried to watch The Office like three times, and I can't do it. I never watched The Office. So, well, no reason. Know, not a big. No reason to now. <laughs> nope. I mean, as you would say, um, I'm not a big TV man. I'm not a TV man. <laughs> not a TV man. I mean, I'll I'll watch some shows, but I I prefer movies or. See, I think I think what happened to me is video games takes the time I would spend to watch TV shows. Uh, yeah. Well, you see, here's here's the problem I have, Johnny. I never have like two two and a half hours in a row to just sit down and watch one thing. Um, right. And so I will just willingly watch basically an 18-hour movie because it's split up in such a way that I can just watch 45 minutes of it and then bounce to do something else. <laughs> it's wild when you think See, about it. I don't it, mind but... pausing a movie and coming back to it. I don't mind that. Um, I'll do that it all de- the time. It depends on the movie for me. Um, I've had no problem doing it in the past, but it really disrupts my like of it. It can. Yeah. Usually it's movies I've seen before that I do that with. Yeah. I rewatch a lot of shit, David. Yeah, I and I don't do that. Oh I man, I do that. I'm, I'm also famously. I'm at the the point where instead of like it used to be I started something, I'm committed. I have to finish this movie, this book, this television show. I just got to complete it. But now I'm at the point that 
if I'm 10 pages into a book and I'm like, this is garbage, I'll just toss it and move on. Um, yeah. And sometimes I'm interested in a movie, but it's not really great. And if I break my momentum, I'll never get back to it. Case in point, sure. fucking Asteroid City. Good Lord. I skipped it. I didn't it, see it. It's... It's beautiful. It's probably one of Wes, Wes Anderson's... I almost said Wes Craven's. <laughs> Wes Anderson's Ooh. most beautiful movies. But Jesus, it does not move uh, at all in any way, shape, or form. I like it less than Moonrise Kingdom, and I'm apparently the only person in the world who wasn't completely enamored with Moonrise Kingdom. So, huh. I liked Moonrise Kingdom. It was fine. It yeah, was I mean, I didn't like love it. I'm not a, I'm not like a big West head. It was no, it was no, the life aquatic with Steve Zizou. That's still the high point for me. Sure. Or the Grand Budapest Hotel was pretty great. Too. I like that one a lot. That was actually probably my personal favorite. Yeah, that one's got, it's the magical real, realism of that one is just incredible. <laughs> yeah, I really like that one. That one's what that one might be my personal fave. Yeah, nice. Well, Johnny, speaking of personal favorites, uh, do you happen to have a personal favorite comic book? I do. It's the whole universe of Spawn's universe. Ah, so Spawn's universe whole... number one. No, <laughs> uh, but that's a really that is a really good comic book. It is good a really value. Good comic book. Yeah, you get packed. You get a packed comic book for six bucks. Yeah, it's like three comic books put together. Like a, it's almost like a trade paperback size. Yeah, yeah. It's getting close. Nice. Um, no, yeah, Swan's Universe. Uh, I mean, do I have a favorite comic book? Uh, probably King Spawn. Um, mm -hmm. If I had to say one. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, the Spawn books. The Spawn books are my favorite. All four of them. Spawn books. The ever-expanding Spawn Spawn's books, Universe. Spawn books. Spawn books. Spawn books. We have Spawn's Spawn Universe books, on the brain Spawn because Spawn of what we're covering this week, and I should get to that so we can kind of get into it a little bit because it's yes. a little bit of preamble, I guess. Yes. Uh, but we've been going through recently the last twenty or something episodes. Uh, this uh, last few months we've been mm -hmm. going through mm -hmm. from the kind of reboot where they did the Spawn recap to up to. Currently, where we started the show, the the um, the story as told by Coleostro to fuck Redeemer, Redeemer, Redeemer. I mean, Godsend was there. Uh, I think a whole bunch of people. I think Jason Wynn was there as fucking what's his face, who we meet in this yes. issue. Jesus Christ, what's his disruptor? Called? Disruptor. Why do I always forget disruptor? It's because I think his name's going to start with an R. That's what it is. Well, we don't meet him in this issue, but we meet him in a very important Wrist. issue that we've already covered. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Wristdropter. Um, Maybe that's what I'm going to start calling him. So that way it fits with the... <laughs> Although he's no, not so really covering, What we're covering is Spawn 319 and Gunslinger Spawn 23. But the reason we're being all goofy and talking about Spawn's universe is... In June 2021 is when Spawn 319 came out. Mm -hmm. And in that same month, earlier in the month... Spawn's universe came out. Yeah, it's and it's pretty essential to like, if you're following along, it's pretty essential to like understanding a lot of what's happening here from where we were. Uh huh. So yeah, but we we covered we covered Spawn's universe was that our back and or something. Oh boy, let's let's take a look at ye old graph. Uh, Spawn's universe was episode two. So. Unlistenable, I bet. Oh my god, <laughs> please don't go listen to it. 
I'm so sorry we covered that so early. What a mistake. Yeah, it's... Uh, at the time, I thought it was a great entry point to just, like, get into the universe. Uh, and it's still a good place to jump on, but holy shit, it makes so much more sense when it's read in continuity, Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah, way more sense. Oh, boy. I, I was reading through it last night to get prepared for reading the other two issues, and I was just like... I feel like I've never read this before. Holy crap. <laughs> like, I remember the images and things that happened, but now it, like, made sense. Yeah. It made a lot more sense. It's a great issue. Swan's Universe is cool. Yeah. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good hefty boy of a comic book. It certainly is. We covered Spawn's universe and another issue. We covered two issues, and we covered Spawn's universe as one of them. Yeah, I do believe we covered... That was foolish. We covered issue number... Two, um, King Spawn number eleven. So wow. I don't. We did two new ones on that that episode. That might have must have been the genesis of the. We cover two issues and old and a new, except for when we don't. I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what we were thinking. I, I can. I'll never listen to that ever. <laughs> it just make me so angry. Yeah. So don't listen to it. Whatever you do, don't go back and listen to our second episode of this fucking podcast, oh, man. please. No. Do listen to it if you want to hear us talk about Spawn's universe, number one. No, do listen to it. Just understand. It's probably really bad audio quality. <laughs> also, Johnny, really I just bad. realized we're 63 episodes into a, com- uh, uh, a Spawn podcast, right? I totally... We, we should have called it All Spawns Considered. God damn it. All Spawns Considered? All yeah, Spawns Considered. And, and that's then, a little too highbrow, though. Maybe. And then everybody would know that I was going to make NPR jokes the whole time. Oh, yeah. That, that's, there's a big Venn diagram of people that like Spawn and NPR, I think. It's a huge overlap. We might be the only two. I'm kidding. No, I mean, I think, I think there's a huge overlap with uh, people who are NPR people and people who like Spawn, but the overlap is mostly people who are um, a little embarrassed by the fact that they like Spawn. Um, and we're just embarrassed by the fact they like fucking NPR. We're just out and proud about it. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not Johnny. There's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. It's either a pleasure or it's not a pleasure. Don't like things. Ironically, that just means you're doing something that you don't actually want to do. It's fucking stupid. No, I love NPR. I just, I feel like. I don't know. In the last few years, they be, they lost a lot of their like different programming, and like at night and later, they just play like BBC World News about the fucking Ukrainian war, and like that's it. Uh, I I I listen to it in the morning for the morning morning edition. Morning's good. Uh, I listen to that, or I listen to WGN if I want a little lighter. Yeah. Uh, um, morning show. It's not like a morning zoo. It's just this one old guy who takes you through the world. <laughs> And it has a little more local coverage, which is nice. So uh, it's pretty local on NPR. So too. tell us, tell us about your favorite, both national and local news outlets at regardingspawnpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Let us know what channel Bozo the Clown comes on for you. Or or yeah, or sp- speaking Uncle of Zeb. Yeah, looking. Uh, no, uh, uh, my mouth just stops working. Um, speaking of uh, local local news programming. Um, tell us if you have a local Svengoolie type of uh, character oh, yeah, that'd be cool. that everybody knows about where you're from and seems like the biggest damn deal ever. And then people from elsewhere are just like, who? What? <laughs> like, 
it surprises me that not everybody in the world knows the OETA movie club dude. I know. He was great. Uh, and he used the Gremlins theme was his yeah. uh, theme for his show. What a great gig being a movie host. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, wasn't his name David? And he had I don't remember. In my in my uh in my recollection, he had like an afro of curly hair. Is that correct? I think so. And he just sat in unless front you're of, thinking of unless you're thinking of Gene Shallot. I I mean I mean I might be thinking of Gene Shallot. Um no no he, I'm looking at a picture of him here. He's got like a like a, a Mr. Rogers sweater on and he's got it's not really curly hair but it's kind of like a poof. It's like a like an old grandma poof. <laughs> okay. So this was the OETA guy was the local Oklahoma movie host on the PBS uh, affiliate. Yeah, and he had for like those a, who are not from Oklahoma, which his, is probably most of our listeners. Yeah. Um, his little studio had. But there's some like, that are from Oklahoma. I know that. Yeah, his little studio had like theater seating in it, and he had this little little popcorn bucket. Man, that's uh, that's how I watched Jesus Christ Superstar for the first time, Johnny. And it's also how I fell asleep during Jesus Christ Superstar for the first time. <laughs> I, I used to fall asleep to that that show a lot. Um, Why one of my favorite viewing experiences on there was. Man of a Thousand Faces, starring Lon Chaney Jr., and it was about his dad, and it was really good. Oh, man, here he is looking, man, uh, he was also looking like uh, a little bit like Andre the Giant from Princess Bride for a minute there, damn. Yeah, he kind of does, yeah. Yeah, I remember that vividly, watching Man of a Thousand Faces, because I was, I was excited, because there's portions of it where it's about him making fan of the opera. So you get some of that fan of the opera in there. It's like a biopic about Lon Chaney senior. Nice. Is that how you say biopic or biopic? (sighs) This is a long running, a long running argument. I know. Technically, technically both are correct. However, since it is a shortening of biography and picture, it should be biopic because biopic just means that you can see with both eyes. <laughs> nice. Okay. I was always, I was uh, a biopic. It's, it's my least favorite type of movie. It's all oh, me too. Jeez. Uh, it's like the world's favorite, favorite type of, of movie. movie to do I know. Nice. I just don't, uh, I just don't anyway. give a shit. Give me, give me, uh, because all of the truth is basically wrung out of the, the drama that you're showing me in this biopic. Just give me something that's fully false instead of something that's supposed to be true and is 90% false. Dude, what do we want to do? Do you want to talk about Spawn's universe real quick just to like get us up to date? What happens real quick? Or like not go through it, obviously. Um, I don't know. If Basically, we'll... the short, long and short of it is Spawn goes back to Omega Island. There's some shit going on there. Jericho, we find out how Cog is put in that pit. Yeah. And we were wondering that. We were. We certainly anyway, were. go read Spawn's Universe before you read 319. And yeah, listen to the old episode and laugh at how bad we are. It's uh, it's very informative when we get into 319. Spawn's yeah, Universe. Yeah, we'll probably movie. reference it back to it. We don't need to like cover it, though. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be easier to just reference back to it as we get to go along. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, 319 from June 2021. Gunslinger 23 from August 2023. Uh, so if we're starting on 319, we've got to start with the covers. And David, yes, I have two copies of it. And oh. One of them is a very special cover. 
Very special. You know why? Because it's Bjorn Barron's favorite cover he's done for Spawn. No, I do have that cover though. Oh, oh. But I have a different one. Well, let's talk about that first then. All right. Um, well, let's cover so, yeah, it. Yes, Bjorn Barron's. He says in the last issue that we read, when they had the interview read, I think it was, was like two issues. I think ago. it was three seventeen. Yes, he had that interview because that was the episode that just came out. Yeah, because right? they were like, "What's the favorite um, thing that you've done?" And he's like, "Ever? Oh boy." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but it's clown turning into violator, mm-hmm. and it's pretty awesome. It's it's uh. It follows kind of the same format of the classic clown turning into the Violator transformation from issue three. Yes. Yeah, but just so much more. Just so much more. It's it's incredible. It's you got muscular clown there too. Yeah. It's it's gooey and it's there's strange hairs in places. And it's, yeah, it's really it's a trip. Sinewy. It's a trip. What do you think, Miss Puggy? Do you think? Do you think that's spooky? The pug doesn't like it. It's Johnny. really good. No, it's too scary. Too scary. Yeah, Bjorn Barons. That's the A cover there. But the special cover I have is technically, well, it's a black and white variant. But David, I bought it at Graham Cracker Comics the day we went to go see that baseball game. Oh hell yeah! Drunk, and purchase, it is a drunk black purchase. and white variant of Cygor drawn by Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Um. So I've had that since uh, we went and got really drunk at a baseball game, and then went to David's comic book shop, Graham Cracker Comics. Yep. In the and loop. I spent like a hundred dollars on magazines and Spawn stuff. Yep. And then and then uh, went to the Macy's because it's one of the few places downtown that'll just let you wander in and use the bathroom. Pro tip. If you're, if you're ever in the Chicago Loop and you need to go to the bathroom, go to the basement of the Macy's on State Street. You better hurry because it's probably going to close soon. <laughs> oh, boy. Like all retail. Yeah. I'm kidding. Kind of. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that's the cover I have, but that is the black and white variant. So I guess uh, the actual B cover is the color version by yeah. Todd McFarlane uh-huh. with Cygor there. kind of With FCO Placencia. Getting chained. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like he's fighting Spawn. It's like he's kinda. gonna punch somebody. Yeah. It's like Spawn's on the other end of those chains, probably. Got his, he's got his. Yeah, that's really cool. His Frankenstein scar all the way up and down his body. I know he's all cut up. This big old, this big old monkey belly. Little monkey. And he um, he looks so pained. Poor Cygor. Yeah. He always looks so pained. Oh, I mean Johnny. That's literally that's literally the character is pain. <laughs> I know he is pain. He's he's uh um, he's basically like uh if you watched Farscape, how halfway through like the third or fourth season, you realize that the pilot was merged with Moya 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 the the ship that they're in incorrectly and has just been in debilitating pain the whole goddamn time, <laughs> and so they spend a whole episode of the television show. Just being like going to a doctor to get them to surgically remove the pilot and then reinstall the pilot so that way they're no longer in pain. It's wild. It's wild, Johnny. That's why the pilot was such a butt uh, a butthole sometimes. Just always in pain. Oh, Farscape. There Farscape. you go. Farscape. Great. Um, <laughs> there's also a, <laughs> another cover by Francesco Mattina. Uh huh. Yep. 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 Which is like Spawn 
kind of grasping. It is also in black and white. It is also in black and white. With a little bit of green. Except for the eyes, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, except for the eyes. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now on my uh, digital edition. Ooh. It's, so it's, the digital edition Hoopla has all the covers in the back? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's it's, cool. It's really cool because uh, um, on the Matina cover, it's Al Simmons reaching out with his hands, and there are, like, chains coming out of his knuckles. It's wild. Yeah. That looks cool. That's some cool shit. Cool shit. So those are the covers. I got two of them. So happy to have that black and white Cygor. Yeah. Drunkenly bought. Who says? And who says alcohol impairs your decision making, Johnny? Bah. Yeah. Bah. I'd bah. say that's a good decision. Yeah, those are the covers there. Mm-hmm. Pop this sucker open. Oh, but there's something else. Ah, oh, God, David. There's so much about these covers. What's that? There's something else special about this cover. What's that? It's got pizza on it. No. You used it as a napkin. If it, but if it did, it wouldn't be that bad because it's the first of the cardstock covers. Oh, hell yeah. This is the issue where they switched to the cardstock. Ooh. Ooh. So we know now that is the one, 319, right it's after a, Spawn's Universe. It's a, that's where they switch. It's a key issue. It's a key issue, cardstock. <laughs> Swing. Wait, I don't need to say it. I can put it in the sound effect. But now that you did it, you should leave it in there. And leave it in. I'll play double. the sound effect and I'll say it. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> and then you'll yep. leave all of it's this nonsense issue. It's in the there. It's the first cardstock. I can slap this baby around. I was so nervous with those stupid... We've been in, like... They're all expensive. They're worth, like, 20 bucks. And, uh, like, they're worth paper, thin paper. I was so nervous reading all those issues from, like, 300 till now. Yeah. Now I'm no longer nervous. It's like it's like reading Paul Revere's Bible or something. You feel like you gotta get the, the gloves... Although apparently, yeah, you gotta get the gloves out. Apparently, there is a strain of historical librarian who says that wearing the gloves is actually just fucking stupid. <laughs> so, so it's actually better for the books to absorb a little bit of oil from time to time because it helps keep the pages nice and moist. So, oh. ah. but don't, mm. don't, don't just go around fondling old books without you know somebody there to. They need my oil. <laughs> it's like it's like a like going whaling you gotta get the oil from that whale but if that whale just shows up and tries to give you your give you its oil it's like what the fuck is this get away from me yeah whale oil moby dick John. whale oil moby dick so we pop this beautiful cardstock cover open mm. it's so it's so have... thick you can hear it creaking like a like a door in a spooky haunted house like a like a like a porch swing on evil dead <laughs> Um, but yeah, you open it up, we got the world record-breaking comic! Yeah! Spawn! The Todd Father is sassy, Johnny. Well, he says he, if he puts on the cover, oh, he'd be oh, feeling sassy. Okay. And he does occasionally. Yeah, he does. Um, so we got Todd McFarlane on script plot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carlo Barberi on art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, these are the usual suspects for the last few little bit here. Tom Wojciechowski on lettering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And David De Ramos on colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, yep, yep, yep. We covered the covers. Yes, sure did. And then we got Todd McFarlane as creative director and Thomas Healy as editor. Editor. Which, not editor-in-chief yet, which, strange. Um, hmm. And he's, he's not editor-in-chief in Spawn's Universe number one either, so. 
Will be soon. We gotta keep our eyes peeled. Yeah, keep them peeled. Like those, like those peeled grapes that you're gonna use as a a bowl of eyes at your little haunted house that you're gonna have. Yeah, you put your hand in there and it's like, ooh, spooky. <laughs> Ew, guys, it feels like cold spaghetti. <laughs> Previously in Spawn. Previously, the world of Spawn's universe has blown open. After barely surviving a second trip to Omega Spawn's tropical island. Al has realized that there are even more shadow players than he thought. Who is Jericho? And what are his plans for Cygor? Yeah. I didn't realize that Jericho was like a new character. Yeah, me either. I assumed he'd been around for a bit. I guess Johnny. The more you know. Do no no no. But that we also might find out that he's not a new character and this is just mistaken in the recap. Yeah, and then we'll find out that he actually showed up in uh, Red Alley in, like, issue 12 or something. Yeah, and he's like, hi, it's me, Jericho. I'll see you later. <laughs> he says, remember me. Yeah, so Spawn, in Spawn's universe, goes on a little adventure back to Omega Island with Cygor. Cygor gets kidnapped, and Cog becomes Sin. Yeah. And we find out why Cog was... In that hole, they address his appearance change and his decapitation, so mm -hmm. it kind of just ties a nice little end on all those questions we've been wondering for a bit. We open up in Fostiano, Italy. Mm -hmm. That looks a, a beautiful place, Johnny. I'd go there. Yeah, it looks awesome. I'd, I'd drink, some, drink some wine overlooking the Mediterranean in one of those houses. You bet your sweet bippy. And then you got, like, the, the restaurant where there's just... Tables on the sidewalk, how romantic. Yeah, right next to the motorbikes that obviously will drive by the tables and you'll just get all face full of exhaust. Johnny! Yeah, but that's what they do it in Europe. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of uh, outside eating. <laughs> no? No. Like, uh, so eating outside at a ballpark, fine. Eating a sandwich while you're walking down the sidewalk, fine. Eating at a restaurant that has you sit outside... Why the fuck are we doing this? If I wanted a picnic, I'd buy the food and go to a goddamn park. <laughs> people fucking love it, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, people... people. I don't get it either. I don't eat outside People usually. love patio season, and I just don't get it. I like a bar. Yeah, because, like, the tables are always fucking disgusting. It's never very nice outside. You have to deal with infinitely more flies. Your fat ass has taken up the sidewalk that people need to walk they they changed the rules for COVID times for people to uh, expand restaurants into the sidewalks in the city of Chicago, and it's the worst fucking thing in the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna name names, Johnny. Francis's diner in Lincoln Park needs to fucking get off the goddamn sidewalk. They take up, they take up the whole sidewalk. They try to make it accessible by having ramps that go into the street through the parking to have a. Uh, like a replacement sidewalk, but A, the ramps are shitty, plastic, not nailed down, and not useful for anybody who needs to use a ramp. Damn. Just get tables Shots off the fired. goddamn sidewalk. Accessibility is more important than your ability to eat French toast outside. <laughs> Damn. Damn, yeah. Ooh, that felt real good. That felt real good. Fuck Francis's. You come to Chicago, don't go to Francis's Deli. Give them, just give them the stink eyes. If you go to Italy, make sure to go to Cantina del Roma. Yeah. This local place that we find ourselves in 
in this Spawn comic. Or um, and it's uh. Are, are you sure? Gino Spadillo, the restaurant's kind owner. Are you are you sure to go to Cantina del Roma, Johnny? Maybe you should also avoid Cantina del Roma. <laughs> We're gonna find out. That you should probably avoid it. <laughs> that guy. Um, that guy seems hella nice, but you know. Gino's super nice. He's sending fruit baskets and shit to like his uh gift baskets to his employees' parents when they go on vacation. Like, he's just a really nice dude. He's, like, giving away free glasses of wine, so maybe not the best business owner. Um, you know, you want to charge for your stuff. Definitely good with hospitality. Great with hospitality. At, but... least, at least when the world is looking. Although, although, looking. although, I guess now that I think about it, he does say that there's a reason that he does things. So maybe do go to Cantina del Roma. I mean, he's a good, he says he, he'll do anything. He'll be a waiter, cook, bartender, he'll take on any task. He's a good, he's watched a lot of Bar Rescue. He knows he's got to be versatile as a manager. Yeah. He, uh, he flirts with the old ladies. He, uh, he sets, he sets young couples up. Like, he, he's like, this is going to be romantic as fuck, y'all. <laughs> yep. And then. And he had his, yeah, he has his chef add special touches, which might be, I don't know, human blood. We'll find out. Yeah. And then, and then. When he goes down the stairs. He turns sinister. Look at this. That's that's like the most sinister walking downstairs I've seen in a while, Johnny. I know he's all backlit and like scary. Johnny, even more sinister. He ain't got no art in those frames. Those are just empty frames on the wall. Creepy. That's like that's like when you watch a television show <laughs> and they put somebody in glasses and there are clearly no fucking lenses in those glasses. Nothing pisses me off more than fake glasses on a television show, Johnny. Oh wow. I understand that you're trying wow. to avoid glare, but Fucking no. Maybe the character wears fake glasses. Which is even worse. Don't wear fake fucking glasses. Wear them for a reason. All of us that wear them would rather not wear them. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Some nonsense. It's some nonsense. But he's down there. He's looking at his Im- impressive wine collection. And he hears some, he hears oh, yeah. some stuff in a hidden room behind one of the wrecks. Yeah, no wonder he didn't want this kid looking for that wine. Yeah, yeah, he goes down there, and there's people tied up. Yeah, like not even tied up, chained to the wall. Chained up. They say to the wall. Johnny, they say if this is torture, chain me to the wall. <laughs> what is that from? That's from uh, Oliver and Company. Oh, oh of course. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Billy Joel Disney musical. Yeah. Oh, why should I worry? Why should I care? So the ladies, there's a dude and a lady tied up or chained up, and she's like, I'm thirsty, I need water. And then it was a big dick move. He just dumps a bunch of wine he's on her. He's like, I have none. Would you like wine instead? Glug, 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 glug. And then all of a sudden the candles go out and it's dark. We know what that means. Yeah, shadow blasting. Boom, bam. Shadow blasting to it Italy. Comes. You know, Al Simmons has been shadow blasting to, to Germany a lot. He thought that he needed to see the sea a little bit more, so he's decided to shadow blast to German or to Italy this time. And you hear the clank of the anxious chains, and then Spawn says, Turn around, Gino, and this dude's like, Oh shit. You know, strong strong not now that I think about it, Johnny, strong choice for the Todd Nader, father to not call it uh Gino's Cantina. <laughs> right. Because there's a Geno's fucking everywhere. There's always a Geno. Everywhere you go, there's an Elm Street and a Geno's. 
Uh, and then Spawn's just asking for some files. He got some files. I told you in the, the year, files. in the year of our Lord, 2021, when this was written, he's asking for files. Someone lied. <laughs> I like how I was like, not, not the way I ask questions. <laughs> oh, boy. His vampire friend sold him out. So this wine dude is a vampire. Yeah, and at, like, like on cue, he, he vamps out and starts rushing, rushing Spawn, punches him right in the face, kicks him in the tummy. He's got some nice loafers. He's doing well for himself, nice Mr. Gino. Yeah, I mean, the restaurant's successful. Even though he's giving away the wine to everybody, I guess it is successful. Yeah. Shockingly. John- Shockingly. Johnny, we get another uh, bottom of the big right foot. It's another rare there instance of seeing the bottom of the foot. But this one is just a full, it's a full thing. Yeah, it's full flat instead of being the foot with extra around it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Carlo Barberi's bottom of his foot evolves. Yeah. And then he's like... Yeah, Gino's like taunting just him. taunting him, yeah. <laughs> and then Spawn does the, the thing, and he's like, you think I'm hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of questions always asked all the time. You think I'm hurt? That's all it takes? <laughs> One punch to the face? He's like he realizes. I like how he now realizes like, oh, this must be that spawn it's guy. Spawn. It's like <laughs> not not when he just comes in there looking all crazy. He's like, oh, you know, as a vampire, that's just a normal thing. I mean, maybe you think you think there were demons and stuff all the time. They would at least have like a dossier or like a picture of this is a this is a hell spawn. Avoid these. Like you think maybe they'd like, have like big red cape, like a, a version of the spawn hunter's guide from uh, issue number nine. Where it's just like this is what spawns have looked like throughout the years. So if you see anybody that kind of looks like this, red and black chain spikes, just stay away. All those elements, yeah, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a hell spawn. And spawn again says someone lied. Yeah, well he uses he uses Gino's words against him, which is was nice. Oh, right. I like that. I like nice. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, the symbiote starts turning the cape into a, a set of wings. <laughs> yeah, and he was like Papa. For some for some reason, yeah. <laughs> Papa the, has a bat wing. Papa from Ghost has a bat wing Papa, uh, cape. Papa doesn't have the nice like spiky epaulets though. Look at those; those are pretty. No, great. it's true. Shoulder caps. It's true. That is cool. And we learned that the the symbiote spawn has some vampire blood in it. So it's so this is basically the va- <laughs> the symbiote being like, "Hey, now I can't be racist against vampires because I got some vampires in me too." <laughs> Exactly. That's why it turned into like uh, bat wings. It was like vampire time. Yeah, vampire time. That's something we already knew. That was set up uh, earlier. Yeah, Johnny. You know what? I totally forgot. No, it's set up not 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 like recently. I think it's like a it's like a set up a long time ago. It might be in that blood feud thing. It might be in that Alan Moore written thing. Nice. He loves to take tiny concepts that Alan Moore comes up with and use them forever. I mean, if if Alan Moore gave me like three sentences, I would, I yeah. would fucking run those three sentences into the ground. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying nothing. He's the creator of Vinny Vindicator, baby. <laughs> one of the five Fleabag brothers. <laughs> oh, Vinny, dressing um, up so in dressing ch- up in children's flesh. Yeah. And Spawn's like kicking his ass, like turning the turning, flipping the script on him, yeah. just like he did by saying someone lied. Yeah, he gives him Only a... Spawn really beats the shit out of this guy. He gives him a ha, 
and a hi-ya, and a whoo-wow. And then he keeks her, sir. Right into the wall. Oh, man. Um, He's asked for this file. Yep. Oh, boy. He has the worst thing you can do to a vampire, the final insult. He just, like... He rips his fangs out. Yeah. I believe you've lost your fangs now. <laughs> you going to fucking tell me what I want? <laughs> oh, boy. Angry, angry F drop, F-bomb dropping Al Simmons is... Great. Not surprisingly, Johnny. Spawn gets his answers. <laughs> um... Like he just throws him in there, but doesn't even save these people. It's yeah. just like he throws he throws him in there, and then and then the chained up people are like, "Please save us!" And Al Al drops uh much like the gap a huge bombshell. He drops a bomb on them. Um, these people are just going around to Syrian villages, <laughs> murdering all of the children. So, absolutely five villages. Absolutely fuck these people. So he. What the hell was going on here? That this vampire had these Syrian killers trapped with him. I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, I like it though. That's pretty cool. And so he just like necroplasm seals them in there. It's just like this huge bombshell. You're like, damn, okay. (laughs) Wild. Seals the door shut forever, so they're all just gonna die in there. Yeah. Uh, Then he goes. He might. Gino might live though, because he's a vampire, so he can eat both of them and live for a long time, and maybe he can get out. Yeah, he'll just be really weak. He'll he'll have really to weak. he'll have to to Tim Robbins his way out like in Shawshank. Yep, and then he'll be like Nick Cage and Renfield, and just like really old and weak, and he'll have to like get back to power. Yeah, but you know he'll he'll eat some people, and that'll help. We've got those two people. Yeah, he can kind of save them. Yeah, as long as he goes slow with them. <laughs> he probably just wishes he had some wine in there. Yeah, probably. Although I'm Everyone sure that works at that restaurant is going to be confused as fuck because he just disappeared one day. Yeah. Table five never got their wine that he went down there for. That's the part that disturbs me. Yeah. I mean, there goes, there goes their Yelp score. Zero. They're going to they're get a one star. They never brought our wine. Then the guy was sealed. The guy was a vampire and sealed himself into the basement. Zero stars. <laughs> it was like cas- Cask of Amontillado, only... Not as fucking cool. I didn't get. I didn't get any food. And uh, we were eating on the patio, and we were getting oh. all harassed by motorcycles. Oh, I just thought of a better way to rephrase that, Johnny. It's like the cask of Amontillado, except for I'm the fool, but not locked into the the wall. Fucking, I failed. I failed you. Uh, yeah. So so then Spawn goes over and looks at the the special wine section, and just. He sabers it open with his fist. Yeah, he just goes slice. And there's a there's a nice little skeleton key in there. Now, yeah, uh, cool looking key. The if you if you allow the flight of fancy Johnny, um, in the in the series Lock and Key, there are <laughs> there are keys made of metal that are basically um, evil spirits that have come into our worlds, um, and they immediately turn into a special kind of iron upon entering our world. And then this family, the Locke family, fashioned that iron into keys that had magical properties. Like, you could put the key in the back of somebody's head and open it up and fuck around with their memories. Yeah, I or, read the first trade paper back of that. So, so what, what, just looking at this key, uh, and so, so all the keys are designed in a way to kind of lead you to what they're going to do. Like, the head key is shaped like a head. The giant key is shaped like a giant. Etc. Etc. 
based on the shape of this key, what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to grow boobs. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I think maybe it'll put a nice little domino mask on you, so that way it'll be your... Oh, yeah, there you go. It'll be your... Uh... Could do that. It'll be your disguise when you go do some beat-em-ups against bad guys. No, what it's going to do is open this box where the files are. Yeah, this box that's hidden under the floorboards. It's, it's the Telltale Heart. And then it's got inside of it the omnibus of Grant Morrison's uh, Invisibles, and Al just sits down and starts reading himself a, a 25-year-old comic book series. And he's like, mm, this, No, it this says this Invisibles good. on it. It's not the trade paperback. It's the it's a file. It's the, it's the galley proofs, Johnny. They don't have the final cover on it yet. So no, <laughs> it's, it's the stack it's all of these the secret loyal. I guess it says invisibles on it because it's like all the secret shadow players, loyal agents. Yeah, and then and then we cut to New York City, New York, Johnny. Oh, look at this apartment. There's beer cans. There's pizza. pizza. Uh, I, be? I thought those were really nasty cigars on the table, but they're pizza crusts. Yeah, I thought that's. I actually thought the exact same thing. I was like, is that, I, you know, it's David. It's not the '90s anymore. Okay. Yeah. You can't have Sam smoking. I I really like the little the little table for the middle of the box that's in there to keep the cheese from sticking to the lid. You gotta have <laughs> it's a wonderful those. Yeah, wonderful little detail. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a cigar too, but no, it's not 1997 anymore. No, we turn the page. There's our man Sam. Yeah, he's sleeping on his couch, probably uh, in front of the TV. I imagine. Probably. His guns next to him. Man, and then, some pizza and some beer. And then Spawn sneaks up on him, and Sam's immediately awake and grabs his gun and says, "Freeze, motherfucker!" And he's got this great quaff. Yeah, it's uh, his his bedhead is pretty great. Yeah, it is. Uh, hello, Sam. <laughs> Don't you hello me. <laughs> I was about to blow your head off, you dumbass. <laughs> and it's just Spawn being Spawn. He's just, like, coming in the middle of the night to ask him where Twitch yeah, is. Like, just, Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, giving me a fucking heart attack. Yeah. He's like, he's on vacation, numbnuts. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I love how Sam's like the only person to talk back to, to Spawn in this manner. And Spawn's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Took his family with him. That's what real humans do. And so basically he's going to give this file to Twitch because he's going to follow the non-human leads and he wants Twitch to follow up on the yeah. more human I like, things I like, side of things. I like, like how instead of, and things like that. instead of just asking Sam to do it, he's like, I, I need Twitch to do Yeah, this. I know. <laughs> Give me to Twitch, and he's like, oh, uh, whatever. Fine. <laughs> it's a good thing Sam thinks that part of the job is boring anyway, so. Yeah, Sam's just there to bluster around and um, do the action. Then we cut to Sigor in chains again. Sigor in chains again. Damn I guess we dropped that whole plotline of Sigor getting tortured at Spawn's, uh, yeah, it was hideout. Yeah. Remember that one panel that, that was so one weird. Panel. And then, and then, torturing Cygor. And then he takes Cygor with him to Omega Islands. To boy, Cygor's just going through it, Johnny. I know he's going through it. Um, and so they got him, putting him in the back of a, putting him back in a, a, a trailer, and Jericho says, "Yes, this time Spawn will fall right into our trap." <laughs> yes, they're gonna lure Spawn out. 
Man, there's some great detail on this fucking cargo truck, though. It's amazing. Carlo yeah. Barberi's art is awesome, Johnny. Um, totally. So, so we got Jericho on the phone with a a shadowy bad guy boss who's getting some weird injections and getting some altered oxygen tanks to keep him alive. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they uh and. They're like monkeys getting monkeys getting ornery, so we got to put some some gas on him. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, they put a gas mask on him and pump him full of some kind of like smoke. Prepare the gas. Subject needs calming. Um, and yet, Sigor, he's allergic to this particular gas, Johnny, and he starts. Yeah, they should have asked him allergies. You would have said nerve gas. Yeah, you would have said sleepy time gas. It's like. It's like on the the drug commercials. It's don't take it, don't take this drug if you are specifically allergic to this drug. And it's like, do you? Okay, <laughs> how do I know if I'm allergic to this drug unless I do take, not this, take dr- this gas? If you are a giant gorilla <laughs> that is fused with the man, it's the the mind of a scientist. They obviously didn't listen to the sped up portion of the end of the radio <laughs> advertisement. Oh yeah, we're just going like, if you take this too much, you will die. And if you don't do this, you will do this. And then that, blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, and this uh, then so Cygors just starts going fucking crazy, and he's swinging so about. Going ape. He's he uh, bites this dude's arm off. He throws this other guy into the wall. He's like zooming around inside the truck, so he's like knocking back and forth to like get it off balance. Yeah. And the trailer crashes, and then once once the trailer crashes. Batman swoops in in his his green cape, but this is uh, guns a blazing Batman, so it's like what Earth Earth twenty seven Batman will say. That's uh, not Batman. It's it says it right there. It says it says Batman made of flesh and bones, and he says these are my hammers of justice. It says Soul Crusher. <laughs> so yes, Why do you think he's Batman? Soul, Cru- Soul Crusher swoops in. I was I was trying to let you do the reveal for it, Johnny, so it could be super dramatic. Cause I know look at you, that. Look at that super dramatic text. I know a you, hell spawn or a soul crusher. Tomo's treating us real nicely right here. Um, yeah. But so and then we see this has to be the old man that uh Jericho was on the phone with. Because there's an altered there's an altered uh air oxygen tank on the back there. Yeah, it totally is, and we know that he's old. Yeah. At least because until Scorched eight. Until Scorched, so? until Sergey becomes yeah. him. It's time to let a human have a chance, Johnny. The Clarion Belt. Yep. Clarion Call has been sent. There he is, Soul yeah. Crusher. He's all he's all doped up on stuff. Yeah, and we got a we got a Cygor fist coming through the shipping container there. Oh boy, a great a great final image for this this issue. And then we got we got some uh, power meter, Johnny. We got zero three six six. Yep. Uh, then we got the interview with Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Uh, by yes, you. The Spawning Ground presents the breakdown interview with Todd McFarlane. Um, it's just uh, questions. By you. Questions that readers have submitted. Uh, the Todd Father answers them. Uh, my favorite is uh, so. A couple of highlights. Um, Johnny. They mentioned here in an issue before we started reading Spawn for the podcast. Will we know more about characters like the Freak and the Curse, um, who we thought was a brand new character, uh, <laughs> long after we should have known better? Um, 
somebody asks yep. if the art of spawn statues will come back and Todd father says yes so that's awesome hell yeah um I really like the what's your writing process like um <laughs> uh, and uh the Todd father says uh way more issue to issue most full-time writers Shocking, would be David. would be horrified by my process I know my editor Thomas is <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory, or I have a thesis about that issue to issue with some uh, interesting retcons in Gunslinger. There's just like one line that really doesn't jive with the previous issue. Also, uh, but hey, see, you gotta do issue to issue, baby. See, see, see for evidence, uh, monkey torture. Monkey torture. I mean, this is where we get our opening quote from this interview, because mm-hmm. someone asked him what his favorite story arc is. He says he doesn't have a favorite arc. That he likes to think his best works ahead of him, and that's how he got to three nineteen. So it's a very, it's a very Todd Father deflection from having to actually make a decision. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, there's uh, a question asked here that is also asked in a, an issue that either came out this week or last week, and it's: Is there a chance for all of Sam and Twitch to be collected in a compendium? So. This has been asked multiple times and answered publicly in this forum of the spawning grounds. So, Johnny, we need to keep our eye out for a Sam and Twitch compendium. We sure do. Yep, yep, yep. Well, what's interesting, I'm, that's what I was going to look up real quick, because it says the, the latest dude was Sam and Twitch in Hollywood. Well, that was the, that was the Sam and Twitch show. And, oh. you know, since, since most television is made in Hollywood now, Hollywood doesn't specifically just mean movies anymore. So there's a rumor that there was a Sam and Twitch show in the works from McFarlane. Yeah. But, hey, there you go. And I don't think it's came to fruition, but also a lot of crazy stuff's happened during the pandemic. And yeah. Entertainment's wild. Because from the Hollywood Reporter on June 10th, 2021, 9.14 a.m., Todd McFarlane developing Sam and Twitch TV show. Hope he gets one of these projects going. It sounds like the Spawn movie is still happening. Uh, Jason Bloom was in an interview like last week being like, yep, it's happening. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, there was, right before the writer's strike started, they were like 20 pages away from finishing the script. Um, and so since, since the writer's strike is over, I'm sure that those 20 pages are well on their way to being done. But yeah, everybody like through the whole time has been like, literally the only thing from keeping us from going forward is the strikes. So they're, they're motivated to get this to get this thing put together, Johnny. I love it. Oh yeah, they it. are. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see Sam and Twitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the interview with Tom McFarlane. We're checking out. Get the um, image classics uh, advertisements that we always get. We get some toy, some toy advertisements for My Hero Academia. With some really awesome Grenadier bracers, which are like grenade gauntlets. Yeah. You I don't know anything about My Hero Academia, but it looks cool. Me either. But it does look cool. Yeah, you're right. And then the back cover is just uh, coming soon, Spawn 320. Yep. And this is, this is actually the first one, or I have this one, of the ones I bought. Nice. 321 um, is the first of the ones that I've bought. So, so I bought 320. I think I had 321 was the first one I bought, and I went back and bought 320. Yeah, I think they had it. I think... 326 or so was when I started and I could buy back to 321. Because I was already harassed. I started harassing you. I was like, you reading the spawn? Dude? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, y- y'all, y'all spawnverts out there. When Johnny gets his hooks into something, he will send you text message after text message after text message about, did you, did you, did you do this thing? It's great. Did you do this thing? Um, 
it's a good it's a good thing that I that I also agreed with him. Um, or else we wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, you'd been like, what the hell? It was great. It was great. I didn't tell him to shut up. I don't want to talk about Spawn. I was like, tell me more about Spawn. It was uh, it was very much like the beginning of Greece. I was like, tell me more, tell me more, and does he have a cape? Tell me more, tell me more. Um. Oh boy, cape was the Cyclone's wrong an ape. <laughs> oh, that's much better because uh, cape is a terrible thing to try to rhyme with, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I could have used chains. Chains. Yeah, I was like texting you about chains and capes. Yeah, and then King um, Spawn number one came out, and you were like, "Ah, King Spawn number." So, yeah, it was great. Good times. Good times. So, so to yeah. any listeners out there, and I you... and I got here and I got there because I started going to Challengers because I wanted to read Nice House on the Lake, and then just got into comics for the first time, way too much, and then dialed back, and now I'm in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, to all the listeners out there, if you and a friend have something that you literally talk about every fucking week. Try making a podcast. Why not? Why not? You learn some life skills and you'll it'll be an adventure along the way. Yeah. I enjoy it. But Johnny, that was 319. Yep. That was 319, which I also enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> So next up, we've got Gunslinger 23 from August 2023. Mm-hmm. The penultimate Brett Booth, if the Toddfather, if the truth is to be believed, is what we've seen on with our own very eyes on Instagram. Yeah, I mean. Dexter Soy will be taking over. Be be exciting to see what he does with it. I am excited to see what he does with it, absolutely. Yeah. I know that's what I said. Um, no, no, I said I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Oh my god, we're both agreeing with each other. Oh, this is no, there's no entertainment value no, in that. Uh, this podcast... I disagree with you, David. I think he's going to do a terrible job. Uh, Dexter Soy Boy, more like it. <laughs> oh yeah, just like us, we're the Soy Boys. Oh boy, uh, man, down in Oklahoma, literally every ad break, there's at least one very loud Soy Boy advertisement on the radio. Every ad, really? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. It's for like the low T replacement drugs. So it's basically, it's basically hymns, but just louder and uh, aimed at an aging conservative boomer population. (laughs) Uh, Well, who's not a soy boy? um, Is on the cover of this Gunslinger Twenty Three. We got two covers here. One of them is probably one of my favorite Gunslinger covers. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, which one do you have, David? I have cover A, the melee. The yes, the Fede melee. Fede melee. Um, that's one of my favorites. So there's the guns. That's the one Gunslinger leaning against the leaning against the the doorway. The door. He's he's smoking one of his cigarettes. Um. He's, Lights coming in. It just looks awesome. Yeah. It looks like something out of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, it it's, like, it's like watercolored. Um, One of my favorite Gunslinger covers right there for sure. I, I do have to say, so the shape of the hat is much more traditionally cowboy hat shaped, but it's also very True. tall. So it, it looks more like a pilgrim's hat. 
It does look like a pilgrim's hat. <laughs> and it makes me think of that upcoming uh, Thanksgiving slasher film. Um, oh, I know. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Many years in the gestation. Yeah. As, as we've mentioned before. Fake grindhouse trailer. Yeah. It's great. It's going to be great. But yeah, this is a great cover. There's that, uh, that like cow skull in the corner and there's blood dripping down from the ceiling. And there's a skull in the it's foreground. It's very evocative. It's very good. It's like he's locking you in the room and like, we got something to talk about, partner. Yeah, it's a very good cover. And very good cover. And there's another cover by Kevin Keane, which I own, but I couldn't fucking find, David. I have no idea where it is. It's lost in the Malbolge. Maybe Barbie stole it. Barbie took it up into her nest that I built her. <laughs> either that either that, or um, fucking overt kill or bane took it with him through the toy portal he rebuilt himself yeah bane was like i need something to read <laughs> yeah, somewhere in my malbolge of uh spawn comics that are just taking over my life um but it's a kevin keen cover and it's just like gunslinger head on there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looking pretty cool nice and clean for kevin keen um yeah it's a good looking cover yeah very good looking cover um, and underneath that very good looking cover, Kami, Johnny, Johnny, I think I just called you Kami. My Kami How co-host, John Fisher. <laughs> I was accused of being a socialist at work once. Um, I didn't deny it. <laughs> yeah. Just having a conversation. Actually, and... I think I know where this might be. What? I think it might be in my bag. I don't know. Oh, we... I think I maybe forgot which was my reading copy, which is my safe copy. <laughs> Just read them both, Johnny. Read them both. Read them both. I got two reading copies now. So, so Johnny, we crack open this beautiful cover that we got here. And we have mm-hmm. some beautiful credits. Um, Gotta give credit where credit is due. Yes, indeed. And do the most amount of credit to do to the Tom Fa- Todd Father himself, Todd McFarlane, script and plot, Mr. Brett. And a lot of credit to Art. To, to Red Booth. Red Booth, yeah. So good. Uh, Adelso Corona and Corey King doing some inking. Ivan Nunez doing the colors, as, as he has been for many issues now. Um, yes. Our man, the Tom father, Tom Orzakowski. Mm. Oh, boy. I should have let you take that one. <laughs> doing the lettering. Great lettering. Great lettering. So good. We don't, we yep. don't, we don't talk enough about it. I think I know we talk about it a lot, but we don't talk about it enough. Um, we covered the covers. Uh, the Todd, Todd Father is our creative director, as usual, and then editor in chief is our boy Thomas Healy. There he as, is, as you do. Um, and then we have here, previously in Gunslinger, Gunslinger and Dakota have assaulted Clown's Island Fortress. However, he was prepared with an army of his own. Um, there's no mention of the kitchen sink in this in this uh, previously, and so I have a feeling that this is a Thomas Healy written previously and not a Todd father. <laughs> yeah, he would have said, the Todd father's previously would have been like, there was a fight where he had everything, even the whole kitchen sink. Yeah, and then, and then, and then the Mike Tyson's tiger from the, the hangover was there too, and then we're going to need a bigger boat. Jazz, you get it? You see how it's funny? <laughs> I'd love to, I'd love to see just like, a transcript of the Todd, the Todd father just having a conversation as one of the previously ons. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be great. Just... And then he was coming in there, and then there was a dinosaur, and he was had his eyeball on a, on a hook. <laughs> and the violator was going, rawr. 
<laughs> let me get the toys falling. Let me get the toys for you, and I can I can act it out. Um, let me get the toys here, and I'll act it out. You gotta you gotta you gotta get the toys. Yeah, we we open on that scene from um whatever Avengers movie it was where Loki comes out. Oh no, where it was Doctor Strange, and Loki goes, "I I have been falling for the last half hour." Oh yeah, that was great. And that's where it, that's where we come in, Dakota. Just falling down that our favorite pit in Omega Island. Yeah, that deep, that deep dark pit. Um, and it's, you know, discussed again that this is where Cogliostro turned into sin. And we yep. also get a recap of Clown's. And the entire reason that Clown is in this this series is he was trying to have Gunslinger be dead so that way Spawn would listen to him. Um, yeah, he's like, hey, Gunslinger died. We got to work together with me now. Obviously, Clown. <laughs> Interesting plan, Clown, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, because Al Simmons wouldn't give a shit if Gunslinger died. He would just be like, yeah. Yeah, if Gunslinger died, he'd be like. He'd be oh, like, okay. I fucking told him. I told him. And I told him. Uh, good riddance. <laughs> and, and he would go, you think I give a shit? He was a soldier and this is a war. <laughs> Losses happen. That's exactly what he would say. That's exactly what he would say, yes. And then we get back to the the fact that, uh, you know, Dakota's falling, but if she's going to die tonight, she swears she won't be doing it alone. And so she does that, that she thing. She's the Balrog, baby. Yeah, she Balrogs her, her papa down into the pit with him. And then, and then we get that really cool fighting while falling scene where Gandalf is, and the Balrog is just, and then they both. You just have to wait a whole movie later to see it. Yeah. And then the, the little minions just freak out. They're just like, ah! No, this is great. The little minion work in this episode, in this issue is hilarious. The, their eyes, they get the real, they, we get minion round eye of surprise, and it's terrifying. Uh, and then they all, yeah. like, scurry to the, the edge of the pit, and they look down. And one of them is, that one on the right, is just so worried. He's, like, biting his lip, and he's just like, mm, he gonna be okay? Where's the clown? <laughs> Uh, then we pan back so over. That kind of gives them. That kind of gives Gunslinger some time to wake up. Yeah, he's still on. He's still shish kebab. Violators. He's still shish kebab, and the violators like, I want to see what's going on. So he rips <laughs> him off and throws him away. <laughs> he's like, I want to know. I'm getting left out. Yeah. Uh, Javi is described as being a ragdoll victim, <laughs> dangling in front of violators' vision. So the minions and violator. Violator looks so sad. Uh. Just stared into the pit. I know they love clowns like, so much. Like it's 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 the equivalent of uh, one of those those movies that has uh, an animal that we get interior interior thoughts on, and the animal's owner has just died. That's that's what the violator is giving me at this moment. And Gunslinger's guts are just dripping out. He can't barely catch his breath. He's got skewered. Yeah. And then, and, and then, everyone's just like, "Fuck Gunslinger! He's the one that fucking did this." Yeah, get him. And there's, I think there's one that's more zealous. There's one that's probably that really worried one. He's just like, "Fuck it!" He's gonna attack. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of what that old lady says uh, in Army of Darkness um, when they're they're chanting to kill Ash. Something, something, I don't remember. something war. Like it's the old lady, and then she bites a bite of bread. I don't remember. I'll be watching that movie at some point this month, yeah. though, probably. All right, well, never mind. Skip that. I'll uh, report back, because I usually watch all the Evil Deads during Halloween month. Um, but yeah, the they all start attacking him. Uh, Did you know that original title was Medieval Dead? 
Uh, I think I did. Or is Evil Dead 3 the Medieval Dead? The Medieval Dead. Medieval Dead is a great title. It really is. Um, so yeah, that one little that one little zealot throws himself at, at Gunslinger and starts like trying to bite his face. <laughs> and Gunslinger just bams him in the stomach with one of his with one of his little pistols. Shoots him right point blank in the stomach. Yeah. This little tiny guy. It's just crazy. But it's also a really tiny pistol that it's like it's not in a holster, it's just like in his pocket. So it's <laughs> Yeah, it's like his little like pocket pistol. Yeah. But then, just when Violator's about to come get him, yeah, turn the page. Well, 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 well. Uh, uh, it gives it gives his in, his enemies their opening, Johnny. Until it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doom. Oh, that until it doesn't. I is love so that. Big. Until it doesn't is so big. Um, and then we got a we got a dinosaur just bursting through the walls, and <laughs> our man Taylor just holding on for dear life. <laughs> Like yep. how Taylor the finally was... promised Taylor joins the fray from the beginning of this like flash forward. How... Even though it's not quite accurate to what was going on in that flash forward. Yeah, no, that's fine. You know, issue to issue, Jim. No, it's fine. Issue it's, to issue. That's that's it's issue to issue. Issue to issue. The the fact that Taylor has been able to hold on is amazing. Cause I've I've ridden a horse. I've ridden a horse bareback. I know how tenuous the ability to stay on top of a horse is. Now, uh, take away the fur and put you on the back of a dinosaur that is eight times taller than a horse. Um, Probably pretty hard. Yeah, pretty hard. I guess if he falls off, he could just dangle from one of those little stumpy arms. Just be like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes, if you're going to war and plan on surviving, it's better to be lucky than skilled, Johnny. It's true. I've always said I have good luck. I'm a lucky person. Yeah. Then we we learned that uh, the Dakota sent out a, a distress signal. To the dinosaur she left behind, and we get a nice little C issue 22. Yep. She called the dinosaur. They swam. Yeah. These, and they're here. This little, to avenge the sister's death. These little minions are just throwing themselves around like, ah, he's everywhere. <laughs> so good. And this T-Rex, or the violator is some fucked up shit and throws yeah, he, the T-Rex's sibling's he pulls, head at pulls the a fucking, T-Rex. He pulls some fucking monolith here and throws the, the yeah, T-Rex head. Yeah, throws a body part. And then the T-Rex just fucking, I mean, he beans fucking Taylor with the heat T-Rex head, but just, like, hits him. Yeah. Boom. And then, then they, the T-Rex does, like, a pachycephalosaurus, yeah. the friar tuck, and he does the ram. Yeah, he doesn't have he does that. head ram. He doesn't have that nice, thick skull, though, so. I know. The pachycephalosaurus, that's so good for him, but I don't know. The T-Rex probably hurt a little bit. Good old friar tuck. And then, <laughs> Taylor's just just like thrown to the ground, and the minions come up, and they're just like just chewing on his leg, like gnawing on his foot, <laughs> his leg. Oh boy! Um, and then back in the pit. Yep. Uh, we got Dakota and Clown falling, and then they they hit the ground. Uh, Dakota hits it real lively and on her feet, and Clown just like. Thumps his head on the on the floor, face first, boom. <laughs> and then, and then, as soon as Cloud stands up, uh, Dakota gives him a a yank on her on her on her whip, and he just falls back on his face again. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Just beat up on Cloud, fuck Cloud. And then while uh while Cloud's there on the ground again, Dakota sees that the walls are too smooth, but then she finds a little crack, a little glowing crack, and. 
Well, Johnny, if you find a little glow- glowing crack in the wall, obviously you gotta stick your fingies in it. Um, yeah, what else would you do? Yeah, and so she gets a... Uh, she feels... Like zap with, like, power. Yeah. And, like, she feels nothing. No pain, nothing. Just the glorious... The glorious endlessness of the void where she no longer exists. And then... When she comes out of it, she's pissed because now she wants to get back to that euphoria and she's going to be chasing the dragon of the crack light for uh, forever and ever. And the next thing you know, she's going to be walking around being like, crack light? You got crack light? And then she'll accidentally get confused for somebody looking for crack and then she'll have another issue with chasing the dragon of the crack and then she'll... Um, uh, it's a slippery slope, Johnny. The Republicans tried to warn us about it. <laughs> right? They sure did. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. Don't don't be poking around in light filled cracks. You'll uh, you'll end up, you know, in a bad way. Um, and then and so, clown's like, oh, I want that because he realizes that probably since this is where Cogliostro was imprisoned, that his powers must have come from that light. Yeah. And then so and then clown starts, you know, feeling sorry for himself and being like, I just don't want sin to sit on the throne of hell. I want it to be me. <laughs> I want to be on the throne. Uh, and then Dakota's like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're just being a douche. You killed my dinosaurs. <laughs> you selfish bastard. You won't even tell me who my mom is. Um, we get a... Okay, so there you go. Because in the last issue, she was like, mom always said... Yeah. She said that, like, uh, that's not what mom said about you. Uh, yeah, I'm, she was just taunting I'm, him. Yeah, I think that might have just been a, like a your mom joke. Um, but, okay, well, but when issue issue, we get a nice little uh, how Dakota finds her dinosaurs. She falls through the time, the time uh, rift, and then brings. Okay, a here's my question: back. When she's back in dinosaur time, does she write these books, or does she find these books existing, or is she back in regular time? Now? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I like to imagine she wrote all these books about dinosaurs. Yeah, that that would be great. No, but it seems like she like came through time with them. Hey, Johnny, I think the next time that there's a a uh, interview the Todd Father um, submission. Series. Oh, I should ask him specifically <laughs> if Dakota wrote the books about dinosaurs or read them. And and Gunslinger issue number twenty three on the page after page the middle, eight. the staple page. Uh, we see Dakota in dinosaur times reading a whole bunch of books. Did she write those? I think he would just tell me to, like, go have sex. <laughs> he would be like, what do you think? Next question. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you think. And that's the beauty of it. But, yeah, she studies up or writes a bunch of books about dinosaurs, trains them. And she likes using the dinosaurs because only she can control them. Yeah, because the Clown can't. Clown, clown has no power over them. She's fought her way to the center, to the castle at the center of the Goblin City, Johnny. And he has no right. power over her. And then Clown just runs to the light source. He's he's a, he's sick for it. Yeah. And he just grabs it. Yeah. And, he's, and the light explodes. And then we we cut back up top, just straight to a, a gunslinger action pose. Just blam blaming. He's blam blaming. He's going blam blam. Shooting up violator. Yeah. And then the cavalry Dakota... the cavalry arrives. Just at this moment. Dakota, like, shoots back up there and just sends a force field out, knocking everybody down. Yeah, and then then the dinosaurs over there eating the little minions, just crunching. Crunch. Man, my friend James had a 
T-Rex toy from the Lost World that you could, like, feed stuff and pull it out of its stomach. Oh, it nice. So cool. Nice. So you, like, feed it action figures. That's awesome. I could reenact this. If I had that figure, I could get my little clown from my Al Simmons uh, graveyard <laughs> playset, and I could feed him to the T-Rex. Hey, I mean, it sounds to me like uh, it's time for you to rekindle an old friendship. <laughs> No, I James is a good friend still. I oh. don't think he has the T Rex anymore, unfortunately. Boo. Well, don't bring it up to him, him because then he'll be vintage real, stock. I think he'll be he'll be real sad that he doesn't have it anymore. Then oh, I'll mention it to him. I'll make him feel real bad, <laughs> like a true friend. <laughs> um, and so we got a, you know, the minions are taken care of, and then everybody turns to Violator, and uh, Dakota says, "You're next," and then, uh. Gunslingers to the right, left of her. Dinosaurs to the right of her. Violators in front of her. And, you know, he's just like, fuck this. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, I'm taking, he takes his toys, the last remaining of the minions, and just jumps down the pole, the hole. Yeah, he's just like, I'm out of here. He's just like, fuckity bye. Yep. I love Um, that. (laughs) Taylor's just like, Holy shit. I love how tiny the holy shit is. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love just the commentary that Taylor gives. It's great. Um, and Dakota starts to mourn. Dakota and her dinosaur go over and, you know, they do the, the sad part of every Disney movie. She says goodbye. Kisses his decapitated head, like in every Disney movie. The gunslinger, like, you could tell how awkward he feels. You okay? Did he think we could do? He's like, what do I, what do I do? <laughs> what do, what do I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a gunslinger man. I don't know. I don't know from emotions. Or <laughs> She's like, you can hunt down my father and kill the bastard. And she does a, a, a Zelda, take this with you. Yeah, she gets a video game item. He gets a dinosaur. Yeah. He gets a little baby dinosaur. It's. It's already been added to your inventory. Um, and here, Johnny, the next page, Dakota says, I hear you, I've heard you can't travel in the shadows. Um, I let me uh open up Spawn's Universe number one, where uh while escaping the Omega Island pit with Al Simmons, uh Gunslinger kicks Al Simmons into the shadows. Uh, and sh- Al Simmons shadow blasts. And then Gunslinger follows him, shadow blasting himself into a jungle miles from the island. And What the heck? Th- the events of Spawn's universe number one happened before this whole Gunslinger bit because this is where Gunslinger and Spawn meet for the first time. Issue to issue, Johnny. What, issue to what the issue. hell? What the hell? What the hell? Maybe he just doesn't want to, he, maybe he just can't because he doesn't want to use all his power. He doesn't have a lot of power. Yeah, he doesn't. He really doesn't. Maybe have she a lot just of power. means like he can't, or maybe he just wants people to think he can't and only does it occasionally. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's like since everybody knows that he's weak, he's like, well, I'll just play into the weakness, but then they'll know how strong I am. Issue to issue, David. And uh, <laughs> the she gives she gives him a dinosaur so that way he could sneak up on his enemies instead of you know motorcycling in and giving his position away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Taylor says, uh, you're saying that thing turns into a horse? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so she's basically, hunt down the people who hurt your sister, and I want my dad next on the list. Yeah. 
and they they make a they make an agreement and then they uh walk off into the sunset in very western fashion um yes and the sunset is shining through layer upon layer upon layer of uh busted through wall yeah, we're tailored. I imagine with the dinosaur, just like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. I, I bet that like right before the last one, they took it. They were like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." I'm gonna hold. Uh, just, uh, gotta look good when we get through this one. Okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, don't want to look too disheveled. We gotta make my hero moment. Yeah, <laughs> the dinosaur is like combing its its two hairs to be like, is, are they are they flying away? Do they look good? Okay, let's go. Let's get it. Um, one two one three is that necrometer, Johnny. That's pretty low. Better than spawns was in three three nineteen though. <laughs> it's true. Not by terribly much, but still, still more. Uh, then we got ourselves some spawning grounds. Um, and Johnny, it's one of our favorites because it's happened a lot. We got some more fan art, and we fan got some, art. We got some creepy ass fan art for this one. It starts off with a like a gunslinger scarecrow looking motherfucker and Yeah, he's creepy. It's oh boy, that looks it's scary. And then we got a even spookier gunslinger next to it. And then we got the a pencils on that one are crazy. Yeah, it's so so detailed. Wild. And then we got a like a, a a gunslinger floating like uh like plague spawn in 317 318 yeah he's kind of floating like jesus kind of like jesus floating there um he does oh look boy. a thing like jesus oh boy and then the second row has two of the three of those are super spooky uh it's spooky season it's spooky i love the statue on the bottom yeah row, the statue the, is the super in the middle good. i love uh i love like the the middle on the right how the hat is like it it looks like it's like a a hat made out of shadows or of smoke, and it's got like it looks like the hat is moving, kind of like you know, like a river or something. Yeah, yeah. no, it looks cool. Great fan art, absolutely. Wonderful. Great fan art. Thank you, Swanning Ground. Yes, indeed. Um, advertisements for the other titles for Image Classics, McFarland Toys, as usual. Yep, and, and that's, that's uh, two twenty-three. The number twenty-three. Um, and Johnny, I know one of my dogs has been being bad this whole recording. Um, I know, but we need to put that aside and we need to rate these puppies. It's time to rate the puppies. So starting off, first up, we, we got Spawn's Universe number one. Wait, what? <laughs> no, well, we kind of did. Well, we read that because we're good hosts. We didn't have to read it, but we did, and I'm glad we did. Honor honorary rating. Um, I don't remember what we rated it, but honorary rating. Uh, five J. Scott Campbell. Uh, medieval Spawn covers for Spawn's Universe number one. Read it before you read these issues, and it'll it just opens it up so much. I'm gonna give it. Oh yeah, I give it five too. Spawn's Universe is great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, check it out. It's a great starting point. It's a it's crazy how it works as a starting point and a, like a good bridge for you know if you're reading the main series, you're all caught up. It just is a great setup, and it was an exciting time to be part of Spawn. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But... Um, so Spawn three nineteen. It is right after Spawn's universe. After this kind of like Spawn declaration that like yeah, Spawn's universe has arrived, and We've got 
it's kind of a globetrotting adventure with Spawn. He gets some stuff. We get a Soul Crusher at the end. We get Sam. I really like this issue a lot. Um, this is like Todd Father playing to his strengths. It's not like bogged down in one fight. There's a lot of stuff going on. I agree. I agree. It's fun. You get a nice little side story about this creepy restaurant owner, vampire guy who has people trapped in his wine cellar. Who are, you know. who are uh, people who make a habit of just killing all the children in Syrian villages. Yeah, it's just wild. It's like, it's, it's, it's insane. And I really liked it. I thought it was a great issue. Um, I'm gonna give it 4.5 bottles of wine for table five. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Johnny. Um, especially coming off the uh, four issue fight on Omega Island. Um, yes, an absolute breath of fresh air. There's there's it's jam packed in the best of ways. We get we get Soul Crusher like you said. We get lots of Cygor action. We get motherfucking Sam. We get you know the italy we get grant morrison's invisibles we get lock and key we get <laughs> wine talk we get vampires um i'm gonna give this five plastic pizza tables from the box to keep the cheese yes. sticking to the lid it's i don't know if i can say that it's perfect but i don't think i can find any fault with it so i guess by default it is kind of a perfect issue of comic book it's great it is it's great it's it does that thing where there's enough of a it's self- got great covers too yeah you got the cyber cover and the bjorn baron's cover yeah. it's got everything it's the whole package it's got enough of a self-contained story that you don't feel cheated out of story by reading it it's not just a middle bit um but no, there's good. obviously a place for it to go you know what's i mean it's great absolutely wonderful and next we had Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn 23, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, the end of that Omega Island, another end of another Omega Island fight. Yeah. Um, something Todd Father loves to do, but it was great. I love all the, Brett Booth really got to shine. If this is, you know, this is indeed his penultimate issue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really got to shine with the dinosaur action. It's a good kind of farewell for him. Uh, the Minions is hilarious. I love Violator, like, and the Minions really caring about Clown. Yeah, it's yeah, um, some good character work there. Seems like it's setting up some stuff where Clown's going to hell through this crack, so maybe he'll be fighting for that throne soon. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's all building towards something in Spawn 350, I imagine, is what it seems like, because they started, they just announced there's going to be six covers for it, uh-huh. and it will reveal who ends up on the throne of hell in Spawn 350. Ooh, nice. That was just, Todd's father just did an interview where he said that, so. Hell yeah. We're getting there. I'm very excited. I think it's all building up to that, but I would give it, I'm going to give it four dinosaur books written or read by Dakota. Nice. Good old, good old dinosaur books. Um, I am going to also give it four. I am going to give it, um... Four utterances from Taylor, because Taylor has four speech bubbles in this entire issue, and each one of them, fucking great. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh shit, it's like, Javi, oh, get shit. down. Oh shit, Javi, get down. Christ, so you're telling me that thing turns into a horse? <laughs> that's, He's got all that's, the good lines. That's like a, that's an encapsulation of, like, Gunslinger. Uh, it's, got the, it's got the action. Get down, it's got... It's got drama, Christ. It's got amazement. Holy <laughs> shit. It's got it's got, you know, wonder. So you're telling me that turns into a horse? 
Wow. All the things. It's a great, it's a great fucking issue. From Taylor's mouth to our ears. <laughs> Maybe he's awesome. He's the one that's going to write the book of Spawn, wherein Spawn 316 occurs. Yeah, I can imagine Taylor being the one that writes the book of Spawn when it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, he's the... back and saying, I once knew a man named Harvey. He's the... So, so whereas um, Spawn, main title Spawn, when it ends, we just learned that it's uh, Spawn... Uh, it, it's like a Spawn epistolary where he's just writing his diary of the things he did. That's how they're going to end Gunslinger. It's just going to be Taylor writing down stuff and be like, and because Javi could not write himself, I wrote his tales for you. The end. <laughs> and it's like old ass Taylor just sitting at his little laptop typing and then like a, a little, like his grandkids come in and they go, Grandpa, Grandpa. And he's like, oh, let's get out there. And they're like, they're like, like quarter, uh, spoilers, they're like quarter angels and they've got like half a wing sticking out of their arm. And he's like, ah, oh, 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 oh. great. Absolutely great. <laughs> let's see it. Oh, we'll get boy. there. We should start. We should start writing alternative, alternative comic books for these Johnny, and be like, "This is and this is the respawn canon." <laughs> we like to have our canon of people that we follow online. Yeah, we do. And absolutely, there's someone canonical. that was featured in this very issue that we just talked about in the spawning round. Yeah, we sure they sure are, and we sure did. That is dark dark underscore Lord Studios mm-hmm. on. Instagram. Instagram, yes, they got. And they're the one that did that really nice pencil-y gunslinger that we pointed out. And oh my god, their art is amazing. They, they got do... they got everything. Speaking of Balrogs, they have a a lot of uh Lord of the Rings art and it is just like massively detailed. Um there's also yeah, lots they of really cool stuff. There's also lots of like dragon men and skeleton men and uh like wizards with skull faces and if you like anything creepy check it out because it massively detailed it is impossible to undersell the amount of detail all of these drawings have it is great like look there's the balrog right there you shall not pass Absolutely. Yeah, give them a follow. Dark Lord Dark underscore Lord Studios. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. On Instagram. Absolutely. Um, while you're at it, make sure to give us a follow. Oh, yeah. We are regarding Spawn Pod. Yes, we are. We are posting um, we got our... all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Pictures. I'm doing a, a Halloween. It's probably almost over by the time you'll be here in this episode, <laughs> but I'm doing a Halloween challenge of covers. You can look through those if you'd like. I got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from my collection I'm showing up there. Yeah, they're, they're all awesome. And not we all of them are Spawn, surprisingly. I'm trying to get a lot of spawn in there, but I'm trying to get a little variety at least every oh, yeah. other day. You got to you got to get you got to people a little taste of the other spooky stuff. Spawn's not the only spooky yeah. shit out there. But it's... so many of the covers fit so well to the prompts, I'm going to end up using a lot of spawn. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we 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 talk about stuff occasionally. Uh, uh, I do a quick brief review of that week's book whether the week when it comes out. Um, we show our our pickups. We got pictures of. Dogs, cats, comics, us. Uh, occasionally, we'll we'll uh, share something that somebody else put. We'll, if there's ever any Todd Father news, we almost always share it there because you know, if he shares it, we'll just whoop, let you know about it. It'd be good to know. Um, probably uh, very soon. Probably in the past, when you're listening to this, uh, there should be a lot of news coming out of New York Comic Con. 
Um, we'll probably do a roundup of that after after it happens. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, baby. Yeah. Speaking Boy, of tuned, also. Oh yes, yeah, go go yeah, say it. Speaking of tuned, um, our tunes are made by the fabulous Brian Voiler, and you should give him a follow while you're over on Instagram as well. Brian underscore Voiles underscore twenty seven. Um, do it. Do it. That's oh, that's all there is to say. Do it. He's great. He's amazing. And uh, if if that's not enough for you, if you would like to contact us and tell us anything, uh, you can always send us an email at regardingspawnpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments, your questions. Johnny said that if you send an email, he will read it. I will read it on air. You will read it I on promise. Air. So if you want to... That is a promise straight to you. So uh, uh, Johnny does have uh, editorial capacity to not be forced to say stuff that is is not good so don't don't think you're gonna pull a sneaky one on us we're not yeah i'm smart you gotta wake up pretty early in the morning to get me <laughs> not me you can you can fool you can fool me any day and twice on sundays so uh it's a good thing i didn't make that promise <laughs> that's true yeah that's true uh and i know i know uh johnny you like to you like to ask people questions and to maybe garner yeah, some to interest. Yeah, kind of spur some ideas. Um, so we have Dakota, a lot of dinosaur action in this. Brett Boost coming to his end. We know the dinosaurs were in there because he likes to draw dinosaurs. I'm just wondering what your favorite dinosaur is. Is it a Velociraptor? Is it a Pachycephalosaurus? Is it the T-Rex? Is it the Procomsognathus? Is it the Ankylosaurus? Is it the Allosaurus? Uh, actually, uh, Johnny, Johnny. So, uh, so, uh, my my answer is going to be the Ankylosaurus. Uh, I can't yeah. decide between barbed tail or club tail Ankylosaurus. Do you have a an opinion on? Oh, club I don't know. Uh, club tail seems cool. The the like which one was the real one or yeah. which one? Was well, which one is your guy? favorite? I, uh, you know, Spiky I'm sure they don't. Tail's know. really cool though. Club club tail, I think, is more practical. However, the barbed yeah. tail is definitely more spawn. So, oh yeah, I think I think that's what, put some spikes on it. Yeah, you, you put just put spikes on it. That makes it that makes it cool. Uh, you know, Johnny, not enough people are asking uh, people over the age of seven what their favorite dinosaur is. Um, this is this is. A I gotta boom. say, my might be the compies, the Procompsignathus. I love them. They're so cute. They're so cute. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, excellent. Johnny, you know what's excellent? More Spawn. The, the books that comprise Spawn's universe. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I have a question for you. Um, do you happen to know what we're going to read for the next, uh, the next episode of this, this here Spawn podcast? Because if you don't... I actually do. I'd be happy to... F- oh, you do? I was going to tell you if you didn't know. Well, well uh, I remember you were... because easy enough. We're going on to the next one on the mainline spawn for our classic or older issue. We're doing Spawn three twenty. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. We'll find out where this goes. O- uh, only a hundred left to go, around. right, Johnny? Yeah, Spawn four twenty. Yeah, I can't wait till like, the Spawn four twenty gets like really high. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. If only, if only we could just skip our sixty ninth episode to let our sixty ninth, like the number sixty nine episode, to be for Spawn four twenty. I'd be very. <laughs> We'll save it. We'll save it. Um, but yeah, 320 is our main spawn. And then for our more modern issue, 
we're doing King Spawn 25. The first one, I don't know. We'll see here. It could be contentious. <laughs> this is the first one not written by Sean Lewis. Yeah. Top Father wrote it. We're, it's we're, just, we're probably we'll talk about it. We're probably committed to at least six issues of Todd Father writing uh, because the arcs all seem to, be, seem to be six issues long. So we'll see how that we'll goes. See. So far, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Not too bad. It's, uh, I just hope you can keep the styles different because I don't want my King Spawn. I like him. I like yeah, him. I like I like him different too. It's uh, there's nothing wrong with the Todd Father writing Spawn. There's nothing wrong. We got to get that out there. However, no, there's uh, nothing wrong with Todd Father writing King Spawn. But the, the t- I just don't want him to overextend himself. And King Spawn was such Sean Lewis's thing. Yeah, you know? and it was it was so it was just tonally different. It was much creepier. The Todd Father can do occasionally short bursts of very well-controlled creepy. Um, but the longer he goes, the more that whatever crafted tone just kind of turns into, you know, regular bombastic Todd father. Um, and I like my King Spawn creepy, damn it. I do too. So we'll get there. We'll find out. We'll discuss it next week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of discussing, you should discuss us everywhere that you discuss comics or podcasts. You should please do rate us and review us on iTunes. Um, I wish you could rate us on Spotify, but that's not a, that's not an option. Um, subscribe to us where you subscribe. Tell people that you work with, people that you know, people that you love, people that you hate. Um, talk to the people at your comic book store. Like if you're going up to buy some some Spawn, be like, hey hey guys, there's this cool podcast that we got. It's, it's called Respawn, and it's a couple of dudes talk about Spawn. Get the get just get everybody involved. It's a good time. It's a good time. There's a guy at work who regularly, like every three three weeks, asks me how recording is going. And this this man is an MD, has been working in science labs for like twenty five to thirty years. I don't know how old he is. I haven't asked because I don't care. Um, he's he's worked in like seven different cities, and the fact that he like still remembers that oh hey that dude does that thing that he likes and i'm gonna keep following up on it it's heartwarming uh fucking love him he's one of the best people to work with uh talk to the people at work let them know this thing uh if you like it uh if you don't like it maybe you know don't tell people you don't like it yeah don't do that don't do that that would would hurt our feelings you don't want to do that no don't want to do that because let me tell you ain't nobody could love me like you do and ain't nobody can hurt me like you do because the ones you love are the ones that hurt you the most johnny ain't the truth that's how it goes sorry to get so real so real on you here at the end but that leads me to the next part where all i can say is may the scorch be with you and also with you, David. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right, David. I'm just. Uh, it's really bugging me that I can't find this Gunslinger 23, but right. it's like a completionist. Like it just really. Ah, I don't know. I gotta find it. You gotta find it. Oh, what? Oh, the toy portal's opening. Oh no. Bane. That's right. I stole your Gunslinger 23. I've been reading it. It's very good. Give me that back. Hey, What's, uh, ask, ow, ask him ow, what he thinks about the pit. He's me. Ask him what he thinks about the pit. What do you think about the pit? What, did you like it? Did you like the pit in the issue? Did that remind you of your home? 
How dare you? I was born in the darkness. Yeah, I'm gonna roll it up and hit you with it. Get back in that toy pool. Get out of here. Get out of here, Bane. Bane. Hey, go to the library. Go to the library. Get your own copy on Hoopla.